Hey, welcome to the Thought Thread Podcast, weaving content together with Steve Carr. And I know what you're asking as you're starting to listen here, does the world need another podcast? And the obvious answer is no. But I'm doing this anyways, not out of arrogance, but hopefully out of assistance. See, back in 2018, I started a bi-monthly e-newsletter of content that I came across on the internet. You know, you, you probably see this, like you read an article, you're like, this would be helpful. And then maybe you tweet it, or if you're you know really tech savvy, you post it on Facebook, but then you're fighting against their algorithms. You just don't know if you're hitting people at the right time. So I just take note of what I read. And then I aggregate it into threads, just themes that I can use to display this content. So sometimes the theme speaks to you, sometimes the article speaks to you. I throw this in an e-newsletter, and you can subscribe to that on my website, houseofcar.com slash thread. That's houseofcarcarr.com slash thread. And then you can read these articles. Now, I've created the podcast just to add some coloring to this uh, because sometimes... I'll come across content, and I just want people to have a chance to be able to see just the type of things I'm chewing on. So if it appeals to you, great. Maybe this podcast will be the gateway into it, or maybe you already are a reader of my e-newsletter. But regardless, it's just a way for us to push our thinking and to be exposed to a diversity of content. So I hope you appreciate it. So this is March 2021, and this thread is story, the thread of story. And the first article I have is by an author named Zainab Tefechi, and I'm uh, very familiar with her work. She had a very interesting book on movements in social media, and this article is actually about COVID, but she is not an epidemiologist. What she is very familiar with is the moving of systems in people, and in her Atlantic article from the end of February 2021, it's entitled Five Pandemic Mistakes That We Keep Repeating. And it's interesting, we're a year into the pandemic now, and we're seeing the lessons learned. And if you recall, we've had shifts within some of what we would say the scientific gleanings of COVID and how that was applied to our way of life, how public officials tried to get people to practice safety so that they would not spread the disease themselves. So I appreciate this idea because it really tells the story, not just of COVID, but how we as people view the information that is put before us. And I am a person of faith, and I'll admit that everything that I have comes from a faith perspective and a bent but at the same time, I very much appreciate the wisdom and knowledge that science imparts to us. And quite often, we like to believe that faith and science can be in conflict with each other. And I don't believe that has to exist. But at the same time, it requires from all ends a humility so that we recognize that other people might be struggling with what we're saying. And as a person of faith, I launch into this, but sometimes I see people who are scientifically leaning who do not do that. And the reason I appreciate this article about Tefechi as she acknowledges is that what we saw as quote-unquote good science did not always steer us properly during the pandemic. So that is part of the story of COVID that I'm hoping we learn from this. That's why I think it's a helpful article for you to read. 
The second article I linked to is an article from the uh, MIT School of Management, the Sloan School, and Nancy Duarte is the author of this. And it is entitled, Techniques That Will Help You Bring Your Data to Life. Maybe you're like me and you find yourself in public speaking situations and the information that you're communicating is boring. I work for a finance company and then in doing so, I sometimes have to take content that is straight out of Excel Word or Excel documents and put that into a presentation. And there is nothing that is as as compelling as a good bar graph, right? So it's just trying to figure out, okay, if I have data, how do I com- communicate that better? And what you don't want to do is just bullet that out needlessly, but there are ways that you can actually craft your data into story. And as we know, story makes it more memorable. So your goal as a communicator sometimes is that you are forced to present content that maybe is not the most compelling. You need to think in those moments, how can I make this more vibrant in a way that Duarte advises us to do that is to make sure that we are speaking with the people about the data and then using ways to craft that into story, addressing the conflict they're in and trying to find ways to be able to share this context in a compelling way. Interesting article if you are presenting publicly. So the next article is the ultimate guide to visual storytelling. I'm going to admit to you that this is from a, somebody's personal medium uh, blog. It, it It's it's interesting because the visuals that they provide look like they were developed in Microsoft Paint. It's not the most convincing visual. At the same time, when you get past that, you understand that they actually outline some very good concepts of how you would set up visual aspects of the storytelling. And let's go to this again, thinking about how you would develop this within a slide deck. If it was me, and I develop slide decks. I, I try not to go for bullet points, but I try to make sure that I'm pulling in compelling visuals that are able to tell that. By the way, my go-to is a website called unsplash.com, which, by the by, is integrated with Squarespace, which is my blog platform. But with that um, concept, you can get some just compelling free images to use that will make your story look even better. So guide to visual storytelling I think it's a helpful thing to introduce you to how you can make your stories more compelling. Okay, the next article is from Scientific America, and and I just love the title. It's people literally don't know when to shut up or keep talking. Science confirms it. And it's just a story that talks to something that I think we're all dealing with as we are connecting with people in this mid-pandemic. We're out talking to people wearing masks. It's making conversations awkward. This science, uh, this study... Uh, from the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences reports that when people are talking, they very often either are way too brief or they keep talking on and on and on and on and on and on. I just found it interesting because, hey, you know, everybody's got a story to tell and sometimes our stories are just too long, so no one to put a cork in it, right? A book recommendation for you this week is that I... I offer a book recommendation in my thread, and for me, it's a book called The Tetris Effect, and this is very interesting maybe to you. It came out about four years ago. The author's name is Dan Ackerman, 
I am a Generation Xer. I grew up with a Game Boy in hand. And when I say grew up, it was like late high school or mid-high school. So it was actually a sibling who had one. But man, having a Game Boy in Tetris, I would play that thing for hours. It's a simple game. But if you go into the backstory of the game, it came and was developed in the former Soviet Union behind the Iron Curtain. And this is the story of how People from multiple countries, and American was involved, were fighting for the distribution rights of this, and how Tetris became a compelling game today. It's just so interesting. So there's these little nuggets, if you're a Tetris fan, uh, that talks about you know the strategy they're in, but it also reveals the backside of the story of Tetris. So maybe this is just me, and like I do for all my book recommendations, if you don't want to buy it before... Reading it, you can download some of my highlights from the book. Every episode of Thread is uh, really based around a Bible lesson sermon that I've written. And for the past, boy, I think it started in 2020, I've been looking over the Psalms. I've preached through the Psalms time. This one, Psalm 107, I enjoy it because as much as you look at the Psalms as these songs that are hymns of inspiration, Psalm 107 is a psalm of story, specifically the story of the people of God. So the psalmist goes through the different aspects of the people of Israel, from exodus to wilderness to promised land, their exile and return, and in the midst of this experience talks about the spiritual story that undergirds their very existence. So again, if you're preaching, teaching people with this is a great resource because a lot of this is just textual notes that you can use. And I presented an outline form, but Psalm 107, I think has a great story for us to be able to grapple with because the story of God's people ends up being the story of our people. And then finally, I I always offer one backend link and very often it's something that I've written And this is something I wrote just this last week that I had been actually grappling with for weeks. There have been recent revelations of a Christian leader named Robbie Zacharias, who was very influential teacher, speaker, was well-known. He actually passed away a couple years ago, and since his death, revelations have emerged that he was in abusive engagements with women virtually all across the world. Just a horrible, horrible thing. And I wanted to comment on this, but I had to take my time to just really grapple with it because I know quite a few people who are connected to Robbie Zacharias's ministry. I actually organized an entire event in my previous job at a Christian university where he came and spoke all day. So I briefly met him, got to know his team well, and through my wife and I relationships, we know a lot of those people well. So this is something that I've just really had to grapple with personally uh, was what what my culpability was in honoring a Christian leader. And this idea of Christian celebrity, this is why it can be so destructive, is if somebody is operating outside the confines of what is appropriate action, how are they called into accountability? And, um, and, and let me pause here too, is you know, I don't want to take such a horrible incident and just make it all about a lesson to be learned. We need to acknowledge the pain We need to acknowledge all that the victims are going through. However, however, that's why I think we need to learn these lessons because we need to prevent the context in which such abuse can happen. 
And that's why accountability is such an interesting topic. I talk about Old Testament accountability. We had kings, and while everybody likes to romanticize about the monarchy, the issue with kings is generally they don't have accountability. If you're a biblical student, you'll say, well, there were prophets that were supposed to speak into the kings, but quite often those prophets were marginalized or sometimes even killed for their messages from God. That's not the best way for us today to enact accountability. We see more appropriately New Testament accountability in the confines of the church where plural groups of leaders can keep each other accountable. But at the same time, that calls into play how there are some churches that just run roughshod. So that's what in this article, I just want us to talk about accountability and grapple with this idea of how important it is. And instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, how important it is that we really take seriously that topic. All of these things together talk about this idea of story. I I love the idea of story. I like to fancy myself a storyteller. And through reading these resources, we get a better view of how we can be better storytellers, see some different perspectives, and learn some things. And friends, that's it. That's the Thought Thread podcast for this episode. So I hope it's an enjoyable thing. If you really want to take full advantage of this, you got to be on the e-newsletter, and you can find that on my website, houseofcar.com slash thread. And I'm going to put these episodes out continually as I continue to put podcasts out. So that's it. That's how it works, and we'll keep at it. So thanks for joining me, and I promise I'll get this up on streams here soon so that you don't have to just access through my website, and uh, we'll keep at it. Thanks for joining me. Take care now.